Welcome to the Arbitration Conversation with Amy Schmitz. Um, hello and welcome to the Arbitration Conversation. The Arbitration Conversation has now moved from being a video webcast to a podcast. And with that, it allows for longer conversations. And we're really hoping that you enjoy our new format. So today I'm so excited and very pleased. Um, I have the leaders, the heads of Alterity ADR. Alterity ADR was this really cool new ADR company essentially um, that I found um, through looking online and I learned about what they're doing and helping to promote diversity and arbitration, which is tremendously important and much needed. Um, and Alterity as well, just sounds like they're just doing some really sort of innovative um, things. So I'm really excited that we have Natasha Richardson and Marcy Dickinson, both from Alterity. Um, so first of all, just by way of introduction to tell you a little bit about Natasha and about Marcy, Natasha is an ADR administrative professional with 11 years of experience in managing arbitration and mediation. She strives to deliver quality case management services through collaboration, responsiveness, and her natural ability to build rapport with clients. She's knowledgeable and thorough, and she went to Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, just down the road from where I am at Ohio State. Um, now she's, of course, in Atlanta, Georgia, and is, took the position uh, as a case administrator in 2010. Now she's been promoted to the manager of ADR services in 2014 and remained in that position before accepting the title of director of ADR services with Alterity. Um, at the same time, we have Marcy Richardson, I mean, Marcy Dickinson. And Marcy, she is respected and experienced executive. She's pursuing her vision to make ADR transparent and diverse, which is really important, um, opening it up beyond a small club of insiders who dominate the industry, leveraging nearly 20 years of business development experience for the last five years as the only female Black female chief marketing and business development officer in ADR nationally, and one of only a handful in the legal industry, Marcy now leads an experienced founding team and a prominent and diverse panel of neutrals as CEO and founder of Alterity ADR. Um, she, Marcy's work has been recognized by Bloomberg Law, the American Lawyer, and the American Bar Association. And she's also the guest host of the ABA Dispute Resolution Sections podcast, Resolution. So I should have her direct this um, because she probably knows more than I do about these different podcasts. So first of all, Natasha and Marcy, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, this is gonna be, I really wanna hear, um, I guess first and foremost, could you share with the listeners the development of Alterity ADR and kind of what you do, giving us a better sense of that? Sure. Um, so we are a full service national mediation arbitration dispute management firm. Uh, we're headquartered in Atlanta, uh, but we have mediators and arbitrators across the country. And as of right now, Alterity ADR is actually the largest national minority and women-owned dispute resolution firm in the country. And um, you know we've we've come together um, around this common mission to help make ADR more diverse, more inclusive, and more accessible, um, and, and push for more transparency and accountability in the industry. Um, I mean, obviously these aren't new topics by any means, um, and people have been calling for 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 change for a long time in ADR. Um, but 
Um, this is our mission. And at this point, we have 32 mediators and arbitrators in more than 20 cities. And we have more who are slated to join over the next few weeks and the next few months. Um, our panel is comprised of former trial lawyers, uh, former general counsel, former judges, including uh, state um, Supreme Court chief justices. Um, and again, they are all on our panel because they believe in this mission of making ADR more diverse and more inclusive, and they wanna see change as well. Uh, and then in terms of our industry expertise, our panelists specialize in insurance, healthcare, uh, a, a great number of them can handle complex personal injury cases, financial services, and, and they work in a, and specialize in a, in, a, in a range of other key industries as well. Um, but we are you know, supported by an incredible team um, including Natasha Richardson. Um, she is just an amazing director of ADR services who provides um, so much support um, and guidance and, and has innovative and creative ideas that can help make uh, the service that we provide to clients smoother and more streamlined. Um, so I'll let Natasha jump in if she wants to add anything um, in terms of our other capabilities and our services as well. And I also want to um, correct myself because I realized in getting all excited about this, I um, messed up your last name. So Marcy, I really apologize. It's Dixon. And I said, so I just wanted to clarify that because I really, sometimes I get really excited about the interview. And <laughs> so please excuse my apologies. I love this idea though. I have to say um, it's so refreshing and really needed. And the fact that you've come together to do this is just a really um, important move. And I guess it makes me wonder what, from your background, or is there anything in your own experience, um, Natasha or Marcy, that brought you to come up with this idea and say, hey, we're gonna go forward with it? Um, well, this is Marcy. Um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say, first and foremost, that as someone who's worked on the business side of ADR, um, I've seen firsthand um, a lot of the things that your other former guests have talked about in terms of what needs to change in the industry, um, you know, and, and even, with the intersectional lens that I have as a black woman and a working mother in this industry, what I've witnessed and what I've heard behind the scenes is just not okay. So for me, that served as the impetus to want to um, make more of an impact in a different way. But I'd say what set me down this path in terms of launching this organization that is now supported by over 50 individuals. I mean, we have a panel of 32 practitioners. We have an advisory board of 14 um, diverse representative, representatives from multidisciplinary backgrounds. Um, all these folks have come together um, for the same reason um, that I wanted to found the organization. That's because the, the, we just needed more inclusion. Um, so as an executive who has worked in the ADR space, I, you know, I witnessed misogyny, thinly veiled racism, um, and observe the deeply entrenched practices that exclude so many professionals in this space. So that really did um, push me to want to step out and go in a different direction and align with others that shared my values and also wanted to see the same change and with the support of my family, even though it was in the middle of a pandemic, sort of stepped out and met my business partners. And in the matter of three months, we launched All Parity and it is what it is now. And I know that Natasha probably has some thoughts as well about why she took the leap to leave another ADR provider to join Alterity. 
Yes, I, I think from an administrative perspective, um, a lot of times you notice and you see just the same mediators and arbitrators and other ADR professionals getting those cases. And it's so important. Um, I believe a, a lot of times I've heard, you know, some feedback and, and clients are asking for something else. They want diversity. They want people who look like them, who share their experiences because it it definitely brings a better outcome to the case. So for me, it when I when I was reached out to about the position, it was so enlightening and just something brand new. And I thought like the market definitely needs this and the people are asking for it. I think they're just a little hesitant on taking the leap and doing it. And because it, you know, it isn't offered widespread everywhere else, Marcy really had this vision to to kind of drive this focus and make it mainstream. That must have been so exciting. I mean, when you got together, I mean, just I'm excited even thinking about it because it's just so great to sort of blow the lid off of the kind of the good old boys club, right? I mean, finding a way to um, create your own company, which is so needed in this space. Um, but of course, um, as I'm sure you face challenges, I can't imagine that it's been um, super easy. Um, I really applaud you because I'm sure that there have been challenges. And I guess I, I wondered, you know, what challenges have you faced? Mm. <laughs> How much time do we have? Exactly. I know. No, um, in all seriousness, yes. Uh, I mean, if we're a startup or a new venture, there have been a lot of challenges, but that would be the case for any, any new venture in any industry. Um, but I would say with regard to what we're doing um, in EDR, I mean, it's, the biggest challenge has been creating this organization in what is a very closed and insular and deeply entrenched market. I mean, the legal industry is built on following precedent and tradition. So trying to disrupt and change legacy systems and much of the inertia that we encounter when we're appointing arbitrators or trying to um, encourage clients to select other mediators, other practitioners, it's not easy. Uh, and, and, and no one said this would be easy. I mean, change is hard, especially in this, this industry, legal is slow to change. But I would say the biggest challenge by far has been trying to encourage and educate and make clients aware and counsel aware of the benefits of actually selecting diverse practitioners. I mean, everyone has had to undergo diversity training. Everyone seemingly understands the value of diversity um, but for some reason, it does not translate when it's time to actually make the decision to appoint an, an arbitrator and a mediator. And part of that, um, you know, is, is due to the private and confidential nature of ADR proceedings in general, and the fact that ADR is largely unregulated. So um, that's been the biggest challenge, um, but we are undeterred. I mean, this is, that's not something that's going to stop us. There are a lot of stakeholders in this industry that want the same thing. They want to see more transparency, greater accountability, and more inclusion. So um, we're excited to just uh, be among the numerous individuals that are doing incredible work to drive change in this industry. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Natasha? Any challenges that you've faced or you've seen? I definitely just, you know, agree with what Marcy said. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges, as you said earlier, is just breaking into that good old boys club and making them realize the value of 
having uh, diverse neutrals serving on their cases and then just getting our name out there and making sure they're aware and understand the value of the panel that we've brought together so far and just really honing in on you know their expertise and utilizing them and stepping out of their comfort zones. Yeah, I mean, there's so many benefits, especially when we think about dispute resolution. You know, we're in an industry that's empathetic and wants to consider context and is looking to solve problems. So it seems easy. I mean, it seems logical that we've got to work on diversity and inclusion in this space. Um, but I can imagine that there's a lot of challenges, and especially because there are certain ADR providers who tend to get most of the business. And so I would think it's sort of hard um, to break in considering the kind of big companies out there. Um, maybe have some thoughts on that or just, um, yeah, I, it probably goes along with what you had already said in terms of breaking into a new industry. Are there any particular goals or plans that you have going forward? So thinking about your next steps, I mean, you've, you've launched, you have this amazing panel of neutrals um, you're getting your name out there, and people are seeing you on social media, etc. Um, do you have any other sort of goals or plans? We have lots of plans, lots of goals. <laughs> we are, um, it's really exciting. I mean, it's, most people do not believe us when we, when we tell them that we've only been around for six months. Um, our goal was always to support a panel of 15 panelists, but we were, we were really surprised by how many um, practitioners in the ADR space embraced us. So we, we pivoted, we said, okay, if there is a demand for this, let's open this up and let's invite more people onto the panel. Let's, let's have them be a part of this community that we are building. Um, you know, some of the things that we're working on right now, and, you know, we have a number of initiatives in development that we plan to roll out later in the year. Um, but just a couple of days ago, we announced a strategic partnership with Georgia State School of Law, where we will, provide experiential learning opportunities for law school students. We will host events and programs and um, reanimate uh, the international mediation and arbitration facility that they have on campus. And that will enable us to have, to host international arbitrations um, and to have the students shadow our mediators and arbitrators because you know, one of our other goals at Alterity is to really um, focus on building the pipeline. We, we don't necessarily believe that the issue that we're facing is a pipeline issue, it's a demand issue, but we are committed to training and inspiring future practitioners um, in ADR. Um, and one of the other things that I think you'll appreciate, Amy, is we do plan to roll out a podcast in a couple of months. So as someone who, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's exciting. So we, we've got a lot going on and, and Natasha oh. is involved in nearly every initiative we have going on. And it's just, Well, um, and you also have me super excited and now I'm like mental note to self, any way I can get my students involved would be super exciting as, as well. So I think there's a lot of professors out there who are really eager to work with you. I love that idea of helping to train the and helping to educate um, the next generation. I think that's so exciting. Thank you. Yes, we would love to, to, be, to work with you and um, to be connected to your students. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when it comes to sort of the future and looking into ADR, that's so exciting. What a great initiative. Wow. And you know, it like suddenly it dawned on me as you were saying that, I'm like, man, six months? That is so crazy that you, I mean, that's really, I, I guess I sort of thought 
even though I read up and I had done research, it's like it didn't really sink in until you just said that, that you've only been open for six months and you've already advanced this far. It's got to feel pretty good. It does. I mean, it, it certainly does. We, we have an amazing yeah. team, Amy. We do. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people involved in the Alterity ecosystem and um, they all want the same thing. And we're, we're, we're scaling rapidly, but also being very intentional and purposeful right. about how we do that. Well, it makes sense with your background and with Natasha's background, you have good leadership. So, you know, you have to look into doing things intentionally and, and thinking it through. Um, you know, what other ideas, what do you have in terms of how we can expand diversity? You mentioned the pipeline um, argument, which I also have my sort of feelings about whether or not that's valid. I mean, I personally don't really think it is, but um, but as far as other ideas, you know, in terms of expanding diversity in arbitration, because especially in certain industries or types of arbitration, it tends to be worse in the sense of, for example, um, business um, and commercial arbitration. So do you have any kind of advice or thoughts on what we can do um, as a community going forward? Yes, <laughs> lots. Uh, and, and, and honestly, none of it is none of it is um, novel. I mean, it's what so many other stakeholders and leaders in this space have already um, talked about. It's like we we all know what we need to do, and it's just a matter of everyone on all sides, the clients, the arbitral institutions, the ADR practitioners themselves, all just like walking the walk. But I do. I, I, there there are a number of things, and um, to kind of like organize the thoughts here, like I'll you know. On the client side, uh, the clients hold so much power. There's so much that the clients can do um, by way of, of moving the needle. They can absolutely act in accordance with the tenets of the ABA's Resolution 105 or the ERA yes. pledge. Um, yeah. There's so much that they can do. It's already laid there. I, I, I've heard people um, suggest that we need something similar to the Rooney Rule. I don't, I don't think that that's something that we need. That's just trying to put, um, you know, slap a quota or another a measure um, so that people can like check a box when in fact what we really need is for the clients um, to step up um, because they hold the purse strings and really be the drivers of change here because they are the biggest purveyors of change um, in my opinion. Um, and then on the, on the law firm side, because the law firms also hold a lot of power I mean, clients look to local counsel to um, provide advice about who they should select um, uh, as arbitrators. So I think the law firms um, could also do a better job of, of one of two things, definitely training, sponsoring, and mentoring diverse attorneys um, who are in the pipeline who may one day transition into an ADR career. And then also maybe rally around this idea that we need more anonymous lists. Like, I mean, I think if to break it through and, and, and move away from the inertia that we see where the same individuals get selected and people want to work with who they know, and there's so much implicit bias and affinity bias and groupthink wrapped up in that, why not um, make the process more anonymous? Like that's, you know, that's what law firms can be doing. And then the arbitral institutions can also do much more as well. And I know that many of, many of them have started to recruit more neutrals, but it goes, we know it goes far beyond recruiting. How are you supporting them? How are you making sure that they feel the sense of belonging once they're a part of the institution? I mean, it's one of the things that we are hyper-focused on at All Parity. I mean, everybody on our panel, from the white men to the women of color, they know that they are all important and they all are there for the same reason. And it's important to make sure that they feel supported. Um, and then for practitioners 
who want to break into this space, um, there's so much that they can do to promote themselves. I mean, as a, I have a marketing background, so I know how important it is to develop your personal brand. And it can be scary and uncomfortable, but it takes in commitment and time. Um, but ADR professionals also have to get comfortable with getting out there and doing speaking engagements and, and, and sharing their thought leadership and making sure that, and that their peers see them as a thought leader and as um, a credible ADR professional in the space. Yeah, I mean, of course, that always has difficulties as well for anyone, you know, in terms of trying to break in for anybody, um, because, you know, if you present or you are out there speaking on one issue, you know, there's always that as well, so, which is kind of hard, I think, for um, neutrals to manage, you know, they don't want to look to consumer protection or to this or to that. I think your anonymous idea is really interesting, you know, to try to sort of break out of the usual suspects, you know, and, and give new people a chance, um, which, you know, is another issue, right? The, the problem with always looking for someone who's done, you know, 500 arbitrations. Well, how do you break into that? You know, how do you break in if you haven't done any arbitrations? So I think that's a really important issue. Um, the clients, you're right, they have so much power in deciding arbitration, um, who's going to be the arbitrator. And I'm sure the same is true in mediation as well, of course. Um, do you find that you do more arbitration or mediation? Right now, it's definitely more um, mediation work. Okay. We actually just finalized, we, we have our rules um, and they're available on our website, but it's, uh, Natasha has all the numbers, but it's, it's yeah. definitely skewed towards mediation. Cool. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm going to check that out for sure. And I guess that also now with, yes, you guys are located in Atlanta, but my guess is you do arbitrations in other jurisdictions as well and mediations. We do, yes. And we, we have a fair amount of international arbitrators on our panel. Um, and look, they're, they're supremely qualified and so experienced. Oh, yeah. um, and they're not, we've put them forward lots of times and they have not been selected. For the reasons that you just identified, Amy, Alterity mm -hmm. is new. They don't know who we are. Um, they don't want to take the risk on an unknown international arbitrator that has decades of experience um, and is well qualified. Um, so we are focused on building up the arbitration um, practice. And we have Natasha, I mean, more than half of our panel um, is comprised of arbitrators, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think one of the, and I wanted to just jump in and say this before we moved on, but I think um, because we're based in Atlanta, but our panel is, you know, kind of all over, all across the board, we've been doing a lot of virtual um, mediations, and that gives, that's just another way to break in because, you know, when you're focused in one area or one region and you're always picking um, someone to serve on your case that's in that region, then you still, you're still stuck with the same, the same uh, neutrals. But us, we're able to market all of our panelists there across the board, and we can offer anyone that has expertise in that, in that industry. It doesn't have to be someone in your region, and that's another way for them to get, you know, some type of diversity and get um, other mediators and arbitrators on their cases so that they can get a different perspective. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. I've always been pretty... Um... Colin and I both have been pretty, you know, bullish, I guess, on ODR or online dispute resolution. But this gives another example of how it can be really beneficial for, um, you know, yeah, like you said, getting somebody out of your region, somebody with a different um, mindset and not just kind of the same, 
people, same decisions, same, um, same focus. Um, and it definitely makes it so you can be international and based anywhere in the world. Right. And it's also, as to um, the point earlier, it's so important to get and teach the new generation so that they can already have this ingrained in them. And that's the only way we'll be able to move forward and just make this the norm. And, you know, it doesn't have to be um, such a, as a, I don't know the word I'm looking for, um, something that's so new and groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. It should be ingrained. It should be in the <laughs> No, I get that. No, I just thought, as you said that, I was like, yeah, why is that new and exciting? It's like, no, it should be normal. <laughs> it should be the right. way it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm with you on that. And I definitely um, also, I think this partnership with Georgia State is absolutely wonderful, um, really exciting. And I just, I really think that the next generation of arbitrators and mediators will appreciate that. And it's really cool that you guys are in on that. Um, so I will be seeing how I can connect you with my students as well, to be honest. So we'll figure that out. And Definitely. you do have your connections with Ohio, Natasha. So, you know. I do. I'm an <laughs> Ohio girl through and through. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is awesome. Well, um, you guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you, Natasha. I think you're doing amazing work. So exciting. Congratulations, by the way, just on how you've grown so quickly and intentionally and all the work that you're doing. Um, I'm excited to watch what you do. I'm excited to see what happens. I, I'd love to have a podcast a year from now and, and find out what you've done just in the last year alone. I have a, I, I'm guessing it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. Wow. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us, Amy. We would love to come back and we'll have all the data and the stats that you need. <laughs> Yay, I can't wait. Right. <laughs> and we'd we love to stay in contact. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This podcast was brought to you by Arbitrate.com. For more information about Arbitrate.com's programs and content, please visit our website at www.arbitrate.com.